Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Friday, May 26, 2023. Welcome to the broadcast. We're coming into Memorial Day weekend. And a quick announcement, we won't be here Monday because of Memorial Day. So we'll after today's show, we will see you on Tuesday. Uh, so today's show, what we wanted to do is when I was in Israel, uh, we had a great program with Bobby Connor. He's a great father in the spirit. He had so much to give and something went wrong. So we wanted to bring that back to you because most of you, uh, the greatest majority never saw this. We know the numbers and so we know you didn't see it. So uh, you don't. we didn't want you to miss that. And again, with Bobby being such a father, he has so much to give. Well, here's a, a list of some of the things he talked about. He talked about his shepherd's rod, so he'll get, get into that, which is what God is saying for the year that you're in right now. And that included something about being engulfed in the, in the huge glory of God. He talked about uh, becoming dread, dread champions for the days before us. Also, the awesome verdict of God he, he spoke about, and then finally the magnificent heavenly messengers, which, of course, is the angels. So we did not want you to miss that. So I want you to really um, get some notes, get a cup of coffee, and uh, have some good time listening to Bobby Connor. So enjoy. Bobby, welcome to the show. 53 years. 53 years, and I've been, I've averaged speaking five times a week for 53 years. Now, I know what some people think, well, you ought to be better at it. Well, I'm living proof practice won't make perfect, but uh, we're having a time. It's wonderful. Uh, the Bible said, this is the day the Lord has made. I am going to rejoice and be glad in it. I don't like to be around sour, cynical Christians. Do you? We ought to be the happiest people on the earth. You say, oh, brother, you don't know what I'm going through. He is through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Thou art with me. And so what we got to do is realize God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. I'm delighted to be with you. I think we're going to have a wonderful time today talking about the things of God. God wants us not to stagnate, but to ever be moving up. The Bible said, can I, I'll just quote some verses, okay? Psalms 84, 11. God said, he'll be a sun and a shield of us. No good thing will he withhold from those that are walking upright. He will give us present day favor, future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. See, as long as we stay on track with God, as we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we're going to have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us, and we'll go from one dimension of glory to the next, and that's what we need to do. We don't want to stagnate. We want to grow. We want to advance. In the Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, arise and shine for your light has come. Well, brother, I, don't, I, I just feel like I'll just, just kind of, well, no, we're not going to wait in the sidelines. We're going to get in the front lines, and we're going to let our light shine. We are a city set on a hill that cannot and will not be hidden. I'm excited about this days we're living in. Uh, here's a great thing. Ecclesiastes 3.1 said, there is a time and a season and a purpose for every activity of God under heaven. That's what we need. We need a synchronization between uh, our walk and God's word because the Bible said, this is unbelievable almost. I wouldn't believe it if it wasn't in the scriptures. Psalms 139 verse 15, 16 says, all of our days are written in his book before we've ever lived a single one of them. Think about that. Somewhere back there in eternity past, God wrote that you'd be watching this program today. And isn't that amazing? I think mm -hmm. if we're going to be successful, we need to make his journal become our journey and walk in the light as he's in the light. So watch out around me. If you lose your breath, you'll lose your turn. So just uh, we're delighted to be with you guys. And I'm praying for every person watching that uh, mighty things will happen that will uh, cause people to realize Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. He will do exactly what he says he'll do. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changes not. Uh, we live in a very uh, changeable uh, culture, but God's not that way. In whom there's no variableness, no shadow of turning. God is eternally constant. Aren't you glad? I am very glad. Okay, uh, what, what do you want to discuss today? 
Bobby, if I let you go, you'll you'll just you'll go for it. So, you know, there's a lot of things we're going to be kind of hitting on today, but I want to start with the shepherd's rod. Can can you kind of share what the Lord gave you for this year? Maybe even how you get it, so we can all have a holy jealousy. Okay, <laughs> I will. There, there it is, the shepherd's rod. It says uh, the verdict, the gavel of God and the verdict of God. And you'll notice right in the very center of it is the word until. And I, I'll just read to you uh, how this happened. This is Daniel chapter 7, verses 21 and 22. It says, I, as I kept looking, the horn was making war with the saints, the believers, and overpowering them until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the Most High God and the time arrived when the saints will possess the kingdom. And so that's what we got to do. Uh, for 28 years on the Day of Atonement, I have these encounters with Jesus Christ. And he'll come tell me some of the things that's going to happen in the future. And I write a book called The Shepherd's Rod. And so I, I want you to order this Shepherd's Rod and read it because it is time. It says the evil forces, that means the Antichrist, the Lucifer, the, uh, every, every evil force was railing against the saints of God and prevailing until, mm -hmm. until the ancient of days stands, drops his gavel, renders a verdict in behalf of the saints of God. And I, I want you to get this book. It'll help you. And we talk about the angels. Oh, angels came and they were massive. They were absolutely over 50 feet tall and they were a uh, warring angels. Oh my and gosh. Yes. Their wings sounded like Huey helicopters spinning. And you, they started screaming very loud, high up in the air. And they were screaming, divine urgency, sound the alarm, awake the warriors, mobilize the body of Christ. And believe it or not, on this day of atonement, I got swallowed by a glory cloud. It's a wildest thing. Uh, we, were, uh, we were just sitting out on the back porch watching the sunset praying and here came a glory cloud and swallowed me just engulfed me like this and it's spinning it's golden on the inside and it's spinning like this very rapid but with every revolution god would write strategy for the upcoming uh, conflict that that the church is going through and uh plans and purposes that he has for us and man it was spinning so fast i said lord I don't think I can maintain this. He said, Bobby, I'm not putting it in your head. I'm putting it in your spirit so I can pull it back out when we need it. But one of the first things he said, he said, call, mobilize the saints, move them from the sideline to the front line. And mm -hmm. we have got to, the word mobilization, mobilizing means getting the troops to the most advantageous place for victory. And we really are going to have to uh, get back everything the devil's stolen. It says, and now the time has come that the saints possess the kingdom. I believe we're going to be like David was when he left Ziglag. He 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 pursued and overtook and recovered it all. And I, that's what God wants us to do. Scripture says, if you catch a thief, you can command him pay back sevenfold. So I, I think we're going to get back everything the canker worm is eating. But in the book of Joel, Joel, it says, I will restore, declares the Lord. And let me tell you something. God wants to restore. And that's one thing I, I, want, to, I want him to do is restore our confidence in who he is and who we are. Now, if mm -hmm. we'll know whose we are, we'll know who we are. But I'll tell you what, we're sons and daughters of the most high God. Mm -hmm. We're the head and not the tail. We're above only and not beneath. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon. We'll, that's formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us, we can condemn it. But I tell you, I hope you will get the shepherd's rod. I hope that you'll look inside there. I talk about how it felt when the angels came. I talk about mm -hmm. how that uh, you, you were full of faith and fear at the same time. These angels are mighty. They're awesome. And they're on our side. Psalms 91, 11 said the angels of God encircle us to protect us. To be quite frank, most of us would be dead or mangled if it had not been for angelic activity. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, several years ago, the Lord said, I want you to write a book about heaven's hosts, the faithful and the fallen. So I thought, okay. So I wrote about the faithful ones, all oh, the angels. I wrote about them and I didn't write much about the devil. And I mm -hmm. was driving my truck. I was driving my truck down the road and the Lord said to me, I told you to write a book about heaven's host, the faithful and the fallen. I said, I did. He said, you did real good on the faithful, but you kind of skipped over the fallen. And I was going to justify myself. Don't try that. It doesn't work. I said, now, Lord, 
the reason I didn't write much about the devil was I didn't want to give him much uh, due. I didn't want to give him much notoriety. You know, notoriety. Woo, that didn't work with the Lord. He said, you know my word. I would not have you ignorant, brother, concerning the devil and his devices. And he said, the only way to keep the body of Christ from being ignorant is to teach us. So I added that, uh, revised the book and wrote about demons. I'll tell you what, uh, they're defeated. Uh, mm -hmm. Romans 16, 20 says, the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. That's Romans 16, 20. How do we get the God of peace? I said 26, 3, that will keep us in what? Perfect peace, perfect peace when our mind is stayed upon the Lord. And I'm telling you, he said, you'll, you'll trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and it'll in no wise hurt you. We need to know who we are. And uh, uh, I really am looking forward to, some, to talking about the shepherd's rod. I pray you'll get it. You can look on our webpage, and they'll show the, the address and all this kind of stuff, and uh, we'll get it to you. And, and sit there and drink it in, because it, this one is like a, a war manual. It tells us wow. how, how, how to really be strong and bold and very courageous. Joshua 1 9. You've read that verse. Joshua 1 9. I, I couldn't, I don't get this close to Joshua 1 8 without quoting it. The words of this book shall not depart from your eyes. You shall meditate upon it day and night, and it'll guarantee you overwhelming success. Joshua 1 8. Now, listen, if you want to be a flop and a failure, stay out of the Bible. But if yes. you want to have great success, study the scriptures. They, they, these are those that testify me, Jesus said. But Joshua 1, 9 said, be bold, be brave, be very courageous. Go do what you're called to do because you're not going by yourself. Who's going with you? The Lord, the Lord, mighty in battle. The Lord that's going to uh, rise up and scatter his enemies. That's what's going to happen. Uh, we talk about that in the shepherd's rod. God is going to rise up and scatter his enemies. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, I would. I am excited about this. I never liked uh, being on the sideline. I like when we go on the front line. When I was young, I played football. I didn't like scrimmages. I like when the the game started. And so we we've got to start doing that. We've got to start getting very busy in the kingdom of God. And I I used to box, and I never liked sparring. I like when the the bell rung and the whistle blows. That's what I like. I like what we're in right now. The main event. Aren't you glad? So yes. anyway, uh, I, I, uh, I, want to, I want to share another book, really. Uh, th this is what, th this book right here, Master's Plan, Divine Design. I, I, the Lord said, my people don't know who they are. And so Master's Plan, Divine Design. Almighty God has a plan just for you. I'm telling you, you're unique. There's 7.6 billion people alive on this planet. Not a single one of you like, like you. And here's what God says about his plan. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not a dismal demise. And I want you to get this book because in this book, I write out of Ephesians 2, 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God pre-planned that we would live in them. Now, that's pretty cool. God created things for you to do before he created you. And there's a purpose in all of this. That's one thing we got to understand. 7.6 billion people and not a single one of them like you. One of the things I would suggest that, uh, that would help you is just be you yielded to God. Oh, I see so many people trying to morph themselves into somebody else. Don't do that. Just be you with your own uniqueness, your own own, and just be you totally yielded to him. That's that's when it's really, really, really humming and moving because there's nobody like you. And God wants you to be you yielded to him doing the things he's destined you to do. And that's what we do in the master's plan. And and God wants us to do. He wants us to get involved. And he he's done a whole bunch of things for us. Uh, or let me just read a couple of things here. Is that okay? Why, sure, Bobby, go ahead. And he says, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet. And yes. that's what we've got to start doing, walking in the light of the word of God. Psalms 119, verse 130 says, the entrance of your word, it gives light. It gives me a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. Now, here's a prayer that all of us should pray, I think, over ourselves every day. Ephesians 1. 17 and 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be flooded with revelatory light. You would have a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. Think about that. The eyes of your heart. You can see further with these eyes than these eyes. And Matthew 13, 16 and 17 says, blessed are your eyes for they see and blessed are your ears for they hear. 
Many long to see what you see. Many deeply desire to hear what you hear. And they were not permitted. Oh, beloved, we're in a season of sensitivity. We're in a season of advancing. We're in a season of communication. John 10, 3 said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Said they'll flee other voices because they don't know him. John 10, 27. But we know the Lord's voice. And people go, well, is there any way I could uh, amplify the voice of God? Yes, intimacy. Oh, my wife, Carolyn, we've been married all these years. If she calls me and I go, who is this? Whoa, that's not how. <laughs> See, we've got to get intimate with the Lord so we can hear his voice. I used to think, erroneously, I used to think if God has something very important for me, he'd get me by the shoulders and he'd go, Bobby, it's right the opposite. He said, if I have to shout at you, it's a sign of your immaturity. He said, oh, you should wow. be so close to me, I can guide you with my eye. So the master's plan, divine design, I want you to get it. How do you get it, Bobby? You just look on our webpage. They'll have the, the, the bookstore stuff up there and order. Master plan, divine design. It's one of the thickest books we've written. And I'm telling you what, uh, there's some info in there. There's some, there's some things that will show you uh, and teach you and uh, tutor you on what is acceptable to you. Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10, we're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who infuses me with inner strength. Don't go in that way, well, you know, I'm kind of timid. No, no, the righteous will be as bold as a lion. It says the mm. wicked's running, nobody's even chasing, but the righteous will be as bold as a lion. It's yes. time for the body of Christ to soar and roar, don't you think? Let's, yes. We got to soar. We got to get up above all the chaos and get into the heavenlies. And th there's an invitation. It says in the book of Revelation. I heard a voice. They said, come up here. And I looked and there was a gate, a door, a portal standing open in heaven. I like what the book of Revelation says about us. It says unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood, and has made us to be kings and priests. Isn't that something? We need to know more about who we are. We, we're unstoppable. We're more than conquerors. No weapon formed against us prospers. We're the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. Listen, yes. get into the get into master's plan because it'll show you from a biblical perception of who you are. Oh man. And then you'll understand who you are. And he'll you'll understand that anything God asks you to do, he'll do it with you. He would be unjust to give us a task without a touch. He'd give to give us an assignment without an anointing. I'll tell you Amen. one of the anointings you're going to get is Psalms 92.10. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It says that fresh oil will release my strength like that of a wild ox. Now, I, I like that. I, I don't like to read that out of the King James Version, just to be quite honest, because it says my horn has been exalted like the horn of a unicorn. I've never seen one of those. Have you? I like that Psalms 92.10. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That fresh oil will release my strength like that of a wild ox. Oh, man, do you see? I want us to get into the Word of God and let the Word of God get into us. It'll build our faith. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Oh, Bobby, how can I grow? Get in the Bible. You say, well, when, 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 when should I study? Early. Early will I seek thee. Here's the way to seek him. You want to know? Matthew 6, verse 6. Matthew 6, verse 6 says, get in the quietest room of your house and shut the door. I was teaching on seeking the Lord. Oh, boy. And the Lord shook his finger at me and said, hey, you tell my people when it comes to seeking me, I detest multitasking. That means when we seek him, we got to be really putting our whole heart into it. We'll find him when we search for him and seek for him with all of our heart. Amen. Okay. So I, I, you ha I'll, I'll just let you ask any question and I'll, I'll try to be mute for a little while. Well, I want to talk real quick about passivity in the church. Because yeah. I think we that's been taught to a lot of us, just kind of sit here and you're going to sit here and you're going to listen, be passive, let someone else do all the things, someone else is called to do it. Um, but that's that's not what the Lord's telling his uh, yeah. his army right now. That's exactly right. Remember the word mobilize, get the troops. And we got to get outside the four walls of the church. One thing I think that made Jesus so successful says he went about doing good. And 
And you know, uh, we, we need to get the message out to the marketplace. And God okay. does not us to want, he doesn't want us to sit on the sidelines. He called us to be harvesters. He said, it's not the, it's not the harvest, it's the harvesters that need to be stirred up. And God wants to stir us up where we'll get back into soul winning, telling people about the love and, and the grace of almighty God. And let's don't be silent. We need to be more bold in our witnessing. And I used to wear a little red pen on my shirt and I'd travel all the time. I'd wear a little red button on my shirt and I'd be in the elevators. The button didn't have any logo or anything like that. And people are curious and uh, they'd look at the red button. They'd look at the red button and finally they'd go, <clears throat> what's that red button for? And I go, oh man, that's to remind me to talk to you about the blood of Jesus. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And I would cut loose about <laughs> salvation. See, we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as gold and silver, but with the precious blood of Christ. And you're so right. We have got to stir up the church. We got to awaken the warriors. And that's what those angels were screaming. Sound the alarm. Awake the warriors. Move them from the front, the sideline to the front line. And you'll find all of that tactics in the shepherd's rod. And another thing, now I, I seem like I'm just got a lot of books to talk about, but another book uh, is Dread Champions. Oh my goodness. Love Dread that book. Woo, I'm telling you, the so Lord said, I, want you a, I want you to write a book about David's mighty men and talk about their Hebrew names. In that, you'll find out the character and the conduct I intend for my end time army to, to exhibit. And boy, it's pretty wild. And uh, God says, the, the Lord is with me as a dread champion. Aren't you glad? He's a mighty yes. warrior. The word dread champion means mighty warriors. And boy, these guys did, did some great exploits. That's Daniel 11, 32b. But the people that do know their God, they will display strength and take action. One translation mm -hmm. said they'll do mighty exploits. And you're so right. God never created us just to sit on a church pew. He created us to be harvesters. We need to be sharp harvesters, sharp instruments with teeth, the Bible says, and we've got to uh, rise and shine and start winning the world of Christ. And uh, yes. God will give you boldness. And if you go, Acts 1-8, but you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And yes. if we'll go, he'll go with us. Now, yes. we've, got to, we've got to never give up. This is one thing the devil wants to do. Daniel 7, 25 says the devil wants to wear out the saints of God and he tries to wear out the saints of God by what? Accusing God to the saints. The, I'm telling you, the devil is, he's, he's a liar. Anytime, anytime the devil speaks to you, you can turn it all the way around. You'll find the truth. The devil will say, you're so weak. You're so passive. No, you're bold and you're brave. See, so turn mm -hmm. around. The, uh, the opposite of a lie is the truth, and God wants you to be bold and brave, not, not arrogant and swaggering. Uh, God resists the proud, but being confident. Philippians 1 6, write this down. Philippians 1 6, being confident of this very thing. He, Almighty God, that has begun a good work in you, will continue it until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. Listen, the world needs to know He's author and finisher, not author and oops. You know, we start plans and, and projects and we, we just kind of uh, give up on them. God doesn't do that. He finishes what he starts. He's author mm -hmm. and finisher. And he that has begun a good work in you will continue it. And I like the fact we can be confident in that. Philippians 1, 6. Yes. I, like the, I like when it says we have confidence. Here's one. 1 John 5, 14. 1 John 5, 14 says, this is the confidence that we have in God. If we, if we, Pray anything according to his word. We know he hears us. If we know he hears us, we're totally confident we're going to get what we're asking. Whoa, aren't you glad? Yes. I'm telling you, God wants to answer prayer. He's a prayer answering God. Here's, here's your verse. Now, I, I, I'm from Texas. I, I know y'all thought I was from London or something like that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm from Texas, and I'm going to give you a verse out of the Bible in Texas language. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and he'll get it for you. What? That's in the Bible. Make up your mind what you want. Tell God what that is, and he'll get it for you. You might say, well, just where's that at in the Bible? I'll tell you, Job 22, 28. And you shall decide a thing. Then you decree what you've decided, and the Lord will establish it, and the light of his favor will shine upon your pathway. Wow, we beautiful. need the favor of the Lord, don't we? We really do. So, okay. Now, I want us, I want us to get into this Dread Champion book, and it says, 
there's exploits that need to be done. And we need to train up the soldiers. And some of the greatest soldiers I've ever seen are little bitty women. Oh, little frail women. And I'll tell you, it's not the statue. It's not whether you're big as a bull. It's what your heart is. You got to have that bold and brave heart, that that heart that is fearless and says, I'm going wherever God leads me. Wherever God leads me, God will go with me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and that other kid? Right in, right in the middle of the problems. There was God in their midst. Okay. I, I, want, I want the church to start having fun. The Bible said we're to enjoy Jesus. Uh, yes. The shepherd's rod, not this one, but the one for last year. Uh, the Lord said, hello. He said, well, he, he said, what is your plans for bringing the church from simply surviving to divinely thriving? And I actually thought, well, I don't know if I got one or not. And then he gave it to me, Psalm 1611. You will show me the pathway of life. In your presence is fullness mm-hmm. of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Jesus Christ was one of the happiest men ever lived. And I want us to be happy. And I want us to be full of peace. I want us to have confidence and courage. I'm telling you, study the word of God and get the word of God. It's a weapon, taking the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And my people are destroyed for what? A lack of knowledge. Now, I'm not talking about knowledge like a college. I'm talking about the wisdom of God. And one of the things we're going to find out from this year's Shepherd's Rod, we're going to find out God is going to move in such a magnitude till people are awestruck. They're going to be mm, absolutely wow. shocked. And the Bible said he's going to show up and show off in such a manner. We're absolutely stunned. And that's what it's going to take to win the lost. And yes. the Lord really kind of rebuked me the other day. He said, how come you're not pushing one of the greatest tools for soul winning? I go, well, what is that? He said, multitudes, that means a bunch, multitudes believed on him when they saw the miracles he did. We've got to get back to science and wonders and miracles. That That's a great tool for winning the loss. And boy, yes. God is doing that. He, he will honor you if you'll stand up for the supernatural and begin to move in the supernatural flow of the Holy Spirit. But you shall yes. what receive power, ability, and, and God has given us what an unction to function. That sounds like a rap, <laughs> doesn't it? But uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh Lord, one of my friends, Bob Jones, he's in heaven watching this interview. And uh, Bob Jones, uh, we uh, he used to rap. Thus saith God to thee through me. It was it was, it was the coarsest stuff you've ever heard. We were at one time we had done a we were in a. Uh, the top building of the Galleria there in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area. And some of the richest, uh, the, the the rich and famous kids came because they were invited. That was at one time one of the suicide capitals in America uh, and some oh, of the wow. richest people, but they were they were dissatisfied because you, you, can't, you can't get satisfaction with the things of the world. What does it right. profit man if he gained the whole world and lose his own soul or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? And so nice. they did, they, they released the top of the gallery and they had me and Bob Jones up there preaching. So they brought those kids in helicopters in stretch limos and all that. And Bob got up there, and we wasn't really reaching, reaching him very well, I didn't think. And Bob got up there, and he started rapping. Thus saith the Lord to thee, through me. And those kids at first thought it was some kind of a, a, a skit, and then the Holy <laughs> Ghost came. Oh, they fell down there crying, giving up drugs, wow. giving up sex things. Listen, I'm telling you, God wow. moves in mysterious ways. His wonders yep. to perform. Don't ever try to put God in a box. You'll have to get a bigger box because I'm telling you, we've got to we got to get rid of, of stinking thinking. The Bible, the Lord appeared to me once and put his finger out there and said this to me, Bobby, I give you my personal permission to attempt to exaggerate what I'm about to do. And I said to him, I'm going to need a verse for that. And he said, no problem. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or dare to imagine. So let's jerk the lids of limitation off. God can do anything. Let's join him in it, okay? And God wants to use you. All power, all authority is given unto Christ. And he says, as my father sent me, I'm sending you. And we're joint heirs. So anything he has, we have equal share. Okay. Yes. So, uh, and Paul says I, they I, come in power and demonstration, not in intelligent words of man's wisdom. That's exactly right. That's what we started the ministry called demonstration of God's power. Uh, I was a Baptist preacher and uh, the Lord said, I'm sick and tired of my people hearing about miracles and not seeing them. 
So I said, what do you want me to do about it? He said, I want you to lease up a, a secular building. I want you to put a, an ad in the newspaper. I want you to put a thing on TV. Come see a demonstration of God's power. Oh, my. Finally, the Friday arrived for the people to come see a demonstration of God's power. And so I'm back behind a curtain. So I pulled the curtain back to see what it was looking like. That thing was full of people, but they was not like this. They were like this. Because here's a bad Oh, no. Yeah. Come see a demonstration of God's power. I jerked the curtain back to it. And I said, oh, God, what am I going to do? He said, you're going to look real foolish if I don't show up. And don't you ever forget it. And so that's when we started a demonstration of God's power. And uh, boy, Heidi, God, God, if we'll honor him, he'll show up. If we'll give him the glory. Matter of fact, uh, that's one of the things the Lord told me. He said, Bobby, the high in ministry, the highest form of treason is to take the gifts I give you to win people to him and use that gift to win people to yourself. He said, that's the highest form of treason. And any good and perfect, any good gift we have, it comes from God. Uh, yes. I'm telling you, and he wants to use us for his glory. And he wants to fill this whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of his son as the waters cover the ocean. I'm telling you guys, uh, there's people that uh, really, really, really are looking for a purpose. And so get the divine design master plan. You'll find your purpose. And uh, I'm telling you, you're unique. Uh, that's an amazing thing. Uh, can I tell you a story about when I almost started believing in purgatory? Why, sure, Bobby, go ahead. Here's what happened. Uh, the Lord told me one time, he said, Bobby, I want you to watch television. So I picked up the remote. I turned it on. It was truck racing, you know, mud truck racing. He said, no. It and it was cage fighting. He said, no. Basketball, no. Football, no. Hold it. That's it. I thought, oh, my God. Oh, what have I done? It was the Antique Road Show. You know, have you ever heard of the Antique Road Show? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Listen, I thought, oh, I've done something to be put under this kind of judgment. So anyway. <laughs> I said, he said, no, these, <laughs> he said, these two guys are world famous on assessing value to an object. And he said, I want you to watch them to learn their criteria of assessing value to an object. I said, okay. So I'm watching. Oh, Lord, this is the day. The, the, oh, man. This is the day a lady brought something wrapped up in some rags. And this guy with the white gloves on this, one of the guys that are experts on assessing value, he carefully unwraps the, the Voss. And oh, he's got the Voss. And he goes nuts. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 over a vase. And listen, I thought to myself, good Lord, get a, get a grip, buddy. Get a grip. <laughs> anyway, here's what happened. Uh, finally, they, they, were calling, they were calling it a Voss. A Voss. This Voss is priceless. This Voss is one of them. And you know the difference between a Voss and a vase? Walmart. That's the difference. Okay. <laughs> anyway, this, these, these old guys, when they finally all the smoke cleared, here's, there's two criteria for setting value to an object. Number one, how rare is it? Number two, what is someone willing to pay for it? You mm. Both of those are rare. 7.6 billion people and not another one of them like you. So you're rare. The next one is what is someone willing to pay for you? The Bible mm -hmm. said we're not redeemed with corruptible things such as gold and silver, but with the precious blood of yes. Christ. See, that, the word precious there is so big. It's, it, it's a word we don't even have a word for. It means incalculable. So wow. precious you can't put a value on it. So you need to tick those off. So when the devil goes, well, who do you think you are? You're precious to God. You're a treasure mm -hmm. to him. In the book of Malachi, when I come to take up and make up my treasures, uh, listen, guys, God is for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Book of Romans says, we are more than conquerors. I like that. I like yes. every time the Lord talks about the devil and the saint, the devil's always under your feet. Romans 16, 20. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Uh, Romans 10, 19. Behold, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And it'll in no wise hurt you. Now I know why our brother said, I can't put all those verses that quick. But anyway, that, they're, they're in there. Uh, and so people ask We can't me, keep up. I know. Here's, here's one of the things they ask me. What is your favorite translation? I say all of them. Now I read out the Amplified Classic. But uh, I study it out of every, I try to memorize it out of every translation. But wow. my main translation is the Amplified Classic. But uh, 
uh, you can get something. Some some of them might share some light that the others might not share. But uh, try to study them in as many translations as you can. And uh, God God wants us to understand the Word of God. Inside of you is a teacher. Now let's talk about that just for a moment. I don't care how bright you are, how brilliant you are. You could be like an Einstein, but the simplest phrase from the Word of God is so profound. You can't yes. you can't capture it with the natural mind. The natural mind receives not the things of the Spirit of God. It's foolishness to us. Neither can we know it. It must be spiritually discerned. And I'm telling you, inside of you is the Holy Spirit. First John 4, 4 said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You are more than a conqueror, the Bible says. All right. You know, you, you started going off on the Holy Spirit. And anytime we talk about him, I think a, a lot of people, they don't know much about the Holy Spirit. So how can you grow in relationship or come to know uh, more about God's spirit indwelling us? I, I would study in the Gospel of John what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. That's when he, the spirit of truth comes, the truth giving spirit, he will he'll take the things that I show him and he'll release it to you. Said he'll show us what's going to happen in the future. Study what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. It's he, it's very important. He calls him the counselor, the standby, the helper. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit really, really, really is real. And that's, that's who gives us power. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. Yes. Uh, uh, and that's, I, I, here's one thing. I think we're in the most crucial hour in our whole world history. I think, mm. I think we're living in one of the most crucial hours in human history. So I said wow. to God, Look who he's let live. And I said, what are you thinking? And he said, yes, I finally found me a people weak enough to work in. Not weak in character, not weak in morals, not weak in ethics, weak in their own ability. I have found me a generation that's embraced John 15, 5. John 15, 5 says, without him, we can do nothing. But with him, in him, by him, we can do all things. I can do all things through, through Christ who infuses me with inner strength. And the Holy Ghost in us, boy, uh, he wants to show himself strong and mighty. So study about the Holy Ghost. Study in the Gospel of John. It talks about in John 13, 16. And it talks about over and over and over. When he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you in all truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And that's what we need. John 17, yes. 17 says, sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. The word sanctify means clean up, set apart for the service of God. And we've got yes. to do that. Uh, it says truth has fallen in the street. And we've got to rescue truth so truth can rescue us. And you say, well, what do you mean truth has fallen in the street? Uh, when, pre when preachers say, well, it's okay for a man to marry a man, truth has fallen in the street. And I'm yes. telling you, the, the Bible says, the Bible says it's high time for the princes to arise and all our shields because a deadly foe the gate. And so I, I want us to get very bold in our Bible study and our proclamations. And uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to a wonderful, wonderful harvest that God is bringing together. And uh, yes. uh, Bob Jones had prophesied about a, a billion soul harvest. And God wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of Christ. God is not yes. willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. They may be people watching today that say, oh, I've heard about this Jesus, but uh, you know, I've, I've never really known him. You can. The Bible said, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead and you ask him to save you, he will. All that come unto me, I'll in no wise cast out, he said. Yes. And, you know, some people say, well, the plan of salvation is so hard and arduous and difficult. No, it's not. That's not what the Bible says at all. It says it right the opposite. It says the plan of salvation is so simple that a wayfaring fool need not ear therein. So I said, give me that in Texican. He said, if you've got enough sense to get back to your house, you've got enough sense to get saved. That's what that mm. wayfaring fool means. Isn't that amazing? So yes. what we've got to do, we got to be, I think we ought to be so full of the spirit of God and the presence of God. When people ask us, how do you cope? How do you, you tell about Jesus? You don't say, well, yes. I'm just going to, I got to resolve. No, Christ in me, the assurance of glory and tell them yes. about Jesus. Jesus can take the mess we've got and turn it into a message. Aren't you glad? And he's a very present help. My favorite verse in the Bible right now is Nahum, N-A-H-U-M, chapter 1, verse 7. Nahum, chapter 1, verse 7. So elementary. Here it is. You ready? God is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those that are trusting him. I'm so thankful it didn't say God was good or he's going to be good. He is good. God is yes. good. Right in the middle of your mess, he's good.
and every yes. perfect gift comes from him in whom I'm telling you guys, what a, what a privilege to be a child of the most high God. We're sons Amen. and daughters of God. Uh, can I, I, I'll the, tell you, go ahead. I was going to say one more thing before you share that story. Would you touch on, cause the Holy Spirit's also known as the spirit of holiness. And I think that's really important to touch on too, because it, go it ahead. Absolutely. It's absolutely essential. The Bible says, pursue peace and holiness, for without holiness, no individual will see the Lord. Scripture never asks a question without releasing an answer. Here's the question. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. He that had clean hands, action, and pure heart, attitude. And so it's very imperative. And you say, well, Bobby, uh, I've got some flaws in my life. We got to get rid of them. Here's how you do it. Search me, O oh God, and try me. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in a way that's eternal and everlasting. And God will do that because sometimes the, it's the little things, it's the little foxes that spoil the vines. And sometimes it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the, the fly in the ointment that makes a medicine worthless. It's little things. And see, yeah. uh, I, I want you to start realizing God is concerned about every area of your life. And one of the things we have to guard very much uh, really, really guard is our eye gate and our ear gate, because whatever comes in the eye gate and the ear gate comes down in the heart. And the Bible said, out of the abundance of heart, the mouth is going to speak. So if it gets in here and gets in here and gets in here, pretty soon it'll get in here. It'll become mm -hmm. your action. So uh, watch yeah. out what you watch. Make sure that your mind is clear and confess your sins. Don't try yes. to cover them up. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he'll do that. Now, the devil wants to get you into sin so that you'll get timid and ashamed. That, 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 and see, it's those that are, are bold, are, are those that really realize they're standing with God. But when you get timid and ashamed, David said, create in me a clean heart, O God, renew in me a right spirit, then I'll teach transgressors your way and sinners will be converted unto you. See, but when sin's in your life, you're, 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 you're not as bold. You're, you've got shame and guilt mm -hmm. and depression, despondency. God will rescue from all of that. One of, here's a great verse about salvation. I waited patiently upon the Lord. He inclined unto me. He heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. He set my feet upon a solid rock. He established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto her God. It says, many shall see it in fear and shall trust the Lord. Oh, man, I was in that horrible pit. I was a way down there, had a gun in the roof of my mouth, ready to kill myself. But see, God's got a plan. God's plans are perfect. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know my thoughts. I think towards you, declares the Lord. Thoughts of your success, not your failure. My intention is to bring you to a good end, not some dismal demise. Then yes. the night I got saved, the night I got saved, the, the Lord said, I'm going to send you around the whole world with the gospel. I said to him, fat chance. That means no way. But uh, whew, uh, he's been so faithful. We've averaged speaking five times a week for all these years. But uh, I, I, I want to say to everyone watching, uh, don't, don't let the pains of the past keep you from embracing the victories of the future because the devil will get you into sin and then he'll badger you and belittle you. Listen, bring it to the Lord. If we confess that he's faithful and just come now, Isaiah 118 says, come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet, they can be as white as snow. Isn't that amazing? It, uh, it's amazing that God can pick us up and clean us up. And he wants to. I'm praying many will be like the prodigal son. They'll come back. They'll come to themselves and go, wait a minute. I'm wasting my life. I'm going back to my father's house. And see, the father longs for you to come. And he says when he saw him a long distance off, he ran and fell on his neck and started kissing him. He didn't say, Whoo, you stink like a pig, boy. No, God is looking for restoration. And he wants to, he wants to save people and he wants to restore them. That Joel said, I will restore, declares the Lord. And we're in a season, that, that verse in Daniel, in the shepherd's rod, they, they will possess the kingdom. So we're going to pursue and overtake and recover everything the devil's stolen from us. So I, I, I do pray that the people watching, the people listening, will get the books that we've talked about. Get the shepherd's rod, shepherd's rod, volume 28. Uh, and for 28 years on the Day of Atonement, we have this encounter. Oh, boy. 
And I'll tell you what, we prophesied about the pandemic. We prophesied the desert storm war. We prophesied. Listen, see, Amos 3, 7 says, surely God will not do anything, but first reveal what he's going to do to his servants of prophets. So prophets, we need to get into the courts of heaven, find out what God's doing. And the Bible said in the book of Jeremiah, don't omit a single statement that I tell you to tell the people. And that's, that's a, uh, that's a real commission that I tell him, I say, God, if you'll share it and you want me to share it, I will share it. You know, a lot of times people go, well, you know, I don't want to be very controversial. Uh, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, uh, we're in a culture that is anti-God, anti. Oh, yeah. And I'm t- let me see, the problem is in America right now, you can't have Christianity and communism. And, but we're one nation under God. The, yes. the saints of the most high God are going to rise up and we're going to take back our land. God never intended to bring this thing uh, out of the, the, the the White House, but the church house. It's our place. He said, yeah. Genesis one twenty six. let us make man in our own image. Let's give him kingdom authority. <laughs> okay. So. so don't be discouraged because God is, is going to show up and show off. Right, Bobby? That's exactly right. We're going to be awestruck. And we're going to be able to see God move on our behalf in a way we've not seen before. Jeremiah uh, tells us that God is with us as a dread champion. And he is. He's with us. And yes. so uh, I'm encouraged that that the people of God are they're 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 growing. There's a move of God moving in the land. And yes. listen, it's just the fresh winds coming. But I'm telling you, look, look, watch this. We're going to embrace the winds of change because God is sick and tired of all of this uh, chaos and all of this. Uh, really, yeah. it's, it's uh, demonic activities, principalities and powers. But we have authority to bind. Whatever heaven uh, says is bound, we can bind on earth. So we're going to move forward, binding the devil and loosing the power of God. And you say, well, man, no, we're more than a conqueror. And so I don't want you to I don't want you to feel weak or anything like this. I want us to be bold and brave and very courageous. Okay. so yes. uh, And would you would you pray for everybody too, Bobby? Would you would you pray also that? Um, I know I've been in your conferences before and you've prayed that we would have better retention of the word. Would you pray for everybody that as well? I will. That's the number one question I get asked around the world. How'd you memorize the Bible? Uh, My wife is sitting over here. She could tell you, I've got a stack of Bibles. I wore the holes in the pages. I wore the pages in two by studying them. And that's what we've got to do, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that doesn't have to be a right, uh, doesn't have to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth and hunger for the word, thirst for the word. Psalms 46, 10, 11 says, be still and know that I'm God. I want to pray for you, though. Father, I want to thank you for hungry people that that really want to learn the word of God, the bread of God. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you will give them retention. There'll be, I pray that verse, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, a mind that can catalog and retain facts. And Lord, I release that upon the people of God right now. Give us retention of the word of God. You said thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You said the entrance of your word gives light. It gives us a grasp and a comprehension of the ways of God. Bless the people now, encourage them, and let them understand there is no thing too difficult for you. You can do all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Bobby, where can people find you and follow you? I know we have bobbyconnor.org and Bobby Connor Bookstore. Yeah, Eagles View Ministry. That's the name of our ministry. And uh, uh, we've got Bobby's briefings that come on and got our Facebook stuff and uh, got a bunch of... uh, I think it's erroneous, but YouTube said there's 23,800 videos of videos of me on YouTube. I think that's an exaggeration, oh but there's a lot of them. But uh, we want the people they can look on our webpage, bobbyconner.org, and it'll pull up and gives us the that gives the people a schedule. Uh, we're going to be in the uh, Moravian Falls, North Carolina, at the gathering tomorrow. We'll be there Friday, Saturday, oh, awesome. and Sunday. And we're going to be teaching on on Saturday. We're going to have a school. Friday, we'll mm-hmm. have a, a, a wonderful time talking about hold on to hope. One day can change everything. And then Saturday, we start a school at 930 in the morning. And it goes till 3 in the afternoon. And we release a, we release an anointing. We release a, the anointing and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit. But the school is going to be about the, be about the centricity of Christ. By him, through him, all things cohere. Without him, nothing was made that was made. And so we talk about 
the centricity of Christ. He holds everything together, and we need to know more about him so we'll know more about who we are. And so, well, I'm looking so forward to teaching Saturday, and then Sunday we'll have a supernatural meeting there. And if you've never been to Moravian Falls, North Carolina, the the Moravians have had a 100-year prayer meeting 24 hours a day for 100 years. And uh, that's where I had the meeting in the cabin with the Lord Jesus. And whew, uh, I met those angels at the Moravian stations here. They were dressed like pilgrims. And they said, what took you so long? So you hadn't had a commission till sins and orphan them when they left. Whew. But anyway, what a day mm-hmm. to be alive. It's really Bobby, wonderful. you're gonna you have to share that encounter now that you brought that up because everyone's going, What are you talking about? You met with Jesus in a cabin. Share that oh, with God. us real quick before we close. Okay, real quick. Uh, a man asked my wife years ago, said, Do you think if I built Bobby a cabin, he'd come up here and stay? We were living in uh, down in Texas, and so she said, You'll have to ask him. So he asked me, he said, Bobby, if I build you a, a cabin, would you come and stay? I said, I'll have to ask the Lord. So I asked the Lord, and he said, Yes. So the man built the cabin, we're dedicating the cabin. And it's just a little small cabin by a, by a stream and wonderful. And so we're there dedicating the cabin. Nothing else was built up here then. They weren't a, a lot of houses. And so the man that built the cabin were praying. And we hear, we're the only two humans around. And you hear big old steps walking behind you. And this man squeezed my hand and said, I got to go home. Man. So yeah, I said, yes. So he leaves. So I'm sitting there. Uh, on on the on a uh, little love seat by a fire, and I'm watching. I hear a noise on the porch. Go out there, and there's 14 to 18 angels, and we're having a time. I, <laughs> those angels, went, and that's the one that said, "What took you so long?" So finally, they disappear, and I go back in, and I sat down on this uh, love seat watching the fire, and I thought, "Oh man, I should have inquired of those angels." And I hear a knock. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh man, my heart jumped up to my throat, and I said like a little girl, "Come in." A little upset because nobody else is there. And a voice yeah. of all authority said, no, you must come out. And so help me. I walked to the door, opened the door. There stands Jesus Christ, the son of God, with a bottle in his hand that looked like champagne, but it wasn't. And he said, we're going to have a christening service, but you don't know anything about christening. He walked right in the room, didn't stop in the uh, living room, went down a hallway, went in the bedroom, took the bottle and hit the wall like that. The bottle shattered and oil started running down the wall like this. I thought it, I didn't I say it, I didn't say it. I thought, how am I going to explain to the man that built the cabin the first night? His walls damaged. And the Lord rebuked me, said, You never have to apologize and explain what I do. Look, and the oil on the wall had turned into a map of the world and just all over the world, like a war map. And the Lord would touch a spot and say, You can only target what I target, or you'll become a target. And this lasted for hours. My head, my hair started sticking out like this. My wife is down in Texas praying, oh, God, give Bobby a visitation. I'm there going, oh, God, don't kill Bobby. And for me, <laughs> just like that. And uh, see, that that is wow. absolutely true. But the, it, we, we wrote in on this portal that the Moravians have opened. So if you're ever going to get here, get here. Come to the church there, the Gathering Church, Dr. David White. And uh, I promise you this. You'll, you'll find some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, anointing there that will help us as we journey along pathway. Yes. Oh, Bobby, I could hear that story time and time again. It's still <laughs> all my hair stands up when you tell it because it's it's incredible. So we love you so much. And thanks for coming on with us today and sharing oh. everything you did. Okay. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for having us. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us today. We love you so much. Make sure you come back tomorrow. We'll see you then. Have a great Thursday. Bye, guys. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.